0: Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir.
1: I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast.
0: And Riverdale is back again after a two-week break.
1: And it's coming in... At a moderate pace,
0: Going and swinging. It's a reference to the fact that there's boxing in this episode because
1: that's a theme on the show now.
0: That's the thing that Archie does now. <laughs> remember
1: when he was trying to choose between music and
0: football? Yeah, I can't help but remember that the reason he's got into boxing is because he was forced to fight
1: for his life. For his
0: life, and it's weird for them to just just lean into like, yeah. That's a thing he does now.
1: It's good for him. <laughs> I you, mean, remember. to be fair, in the comics, Archie does do all the sports, so I guess they just had to figure out a way to move him through all the sports.
0: That's true. I mean, we, we, in, the, in the coming seasons, we'll see him do basketball. Yo, he, oh, he's on oh, wrestling, he did,
1: and he did a little bit of basketball.
0: Uh, I think I think he just played basketball, like it is time. I don't think he was part of the team.
1: I might be confusing Glee or this with Glee.
0: I think you are. I don't think he. Ever, I don't think he did like. A basketball team.
1: I thought he did football, and then he did basketball.
0: Oh, jeez. I, I the <laughs> question, the problem is that you say it, and now I have to think if it's true or not. And I don't think it is. I think he did football.
1: I could also just and be- And con- the
0: wrestling. I think it was football The wrestling.
1: I could just be confusing him with Finn from Glee, because they're basically the same character. They're doofy sweet boys
0: or who play football. Or from almost every other team drama that has anyone play space, sports in it, when it's like basketball or slam ball. It's always, ba-
1: well, slam ball is for wheelchair basketball.
0: And that's, no, nope. Slam ball is the one with uh, uh, trampolines.
1: In One uh, Tree Hill, um, what's his face? The one who's not Lucas. Okay. Gets pushed through a plate glass window, and then he's in a wheelchair, and then when he gets out of the wheelchair, he can't play normal basketball because it's too hard on his spine, so he gets to play slam ball.
0: Ooh, on the, on the trampolines.
1: Yes. The trampoline is better for his spine.
0: Ah, yes. So that, it's that,
1: post-wheelchair basketball. Now
0: I, no, I I am not a doctor, so I don't want to make a call. Though it does feel like constant compression and releasing of all on a trampoline would be bad for a spine. But who? hey, maybe I don't know.
1: I may be misremembering, too. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've watched the fifth season of One Tree Hill. So you're
0: just conflating?
1: Maybe just like mixing together a whole bunch of storylines. Does everyone
0: remember Slam Ball? Let's take a moment here to remember Slam Ball.
1: Ah, oh, 2009. And
0: they're like, what if we took basketball and just gave it some trampolines?
1: That would make it more intense.
0: Well, that, that means everything is a dunk. Their <laughs> thought process is that, like, hey, dunking is cool. What if everything was a dunk?
1: I mean, it's the best part of basketball. <laughs> and it's like football. Do you want to. A- Field goal? No, you want a touchdown.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. No one want. Yeah, you don't want that. That's, that's lame. You want them to hate reach the end zone, or you want them to do a dance?
1: Exactly, and that's what slam ball is. All dances.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: okay, so basically, what people want is dance.
0: Yeah, well, people, everyone just wants, Secretly, everyone just wants a form of gymnastics or artistic expression. But like, they can't
1: come out with that. Yeah,
0: like doing a tr- you know tr- the trampoline at gymnastics or doing a dance, like all those things.
1: Yeah, that's all anyone wants. That's why the most popular Olympic sport is gymnastics floor routine.
0: <laughs> yep, Yeah, That's why. <laughs> that's why. But no, but no one says it. It's all a secret.
1: But now we have. This is our hot take.
0: <laughs> Revealing the truth.
1: That's what we do on this podcast. But reveal we the, dig the truth. <laughs> And we tell people what they want. They don't even know they want it, but we know.
0: <laughs> we tell them what they want and then we give them what they want. That's why we're so we are both successful. Suppli- we are both supply and demand.
1: We control the chain.
0: Yeah. The Capitalism. economic
1: chain. <laughs> uh, it's uh, been a long time since I took economics.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this Riverdale episode because we got a big one ahead of us. Yeah, Stuff happens.
1: So many notes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's another one that's... We're back into Riverdale where it goes a mile a minute, so... if you
1: look down, you're going to miss something.
0: (laughs) Yep. All right, well, this is Riverdale, Season 3, Episode 18, Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker.
1: You know, just like that movie where they shove a jawbreaker down their loser friend's
0: no, she's the po- she's part of the the popular group.
1: Yeah, but she's the loser of their friends. Isn't I, thought she was, she? I thought
0: she was the leader of the friends. Oh, like yeah, I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be the coolest of them.
1: I need to stop describing the plots of things.
0: You don't want to describe the plot of this black comedy film from the early 2000s,
1: maybe even the late 90s. Maybe I'm thinking circus, she's all that.
0: It's it's inspired by Heather's, so it's after Heather's after the 80s. Great.
1: I think it's from, like, 1998. Like, I think it's post-She's All That, because it has Rebecca Gayhart, yeah. who you'll know from She's All That. She plays Taylor.
0: It is kind of funny how they did Heathers the Musical, and then this episode is, is the title is based on, the plot has nothing to do with it. At but all. But the title is based on a movie that was inspired by Heathers.
1: It's also kind of a flimsy title. I guess it's about the punching. It's, it's about
0: the punching, Aaron. It's about they. it's called Jawbreaker, because it's about the punching. Just the raid, it was called The Raid, because it was about the raid. Also, this is one of the episodes that does not have quotes around it. So, you know, no one will say Jawbreaker in the episode. It's
1: true. No one says Jawbreaker.
0: <laughs> so, All we begin, right. again. And uh, they're talking. It's FP and Jughead.
1: And FP has had a change of heart since last episode when he was like, Hey, boy, you can't be on the streets. <laughs> now he, he's like, hey, boy, I desperately need your help. He
0: desperately needs Jughead's help. Because apparently Jughead is the only one who can figure out this gargoyle-based murder.
1: Yeah, because he doesn't need Jughead's investigative powers. He needs his brain.
0: Yeah, so so it's F.P. and Jughead, and they're talking over baby teeth, and, and uh, F.P. is like, oh, he's all these things, and oh, but it, it doesn't feel right to me.
1: FP brought his 16 year old son out to this crime scene in the middle of the night, oh, there, so his son could look at the crime scene. This is
0: the best episode of them forgetting the ages of the characters. It's it is rife with that. It's
1: like Jughead is a baby CSI, CSI. You know, like the Flash. He
0: does even he even does the thing where he leans down and starts taking photos of the body, <laughs> and he and he. Uh, I mean, really, what Jughead's doing here is he's figuring out reasons to say that it was a copycat because he knows what happened to Baby Teeth. Cause,
1: yeah, because he was there it, it, during the raid. It was the
0: raid, but he can't tell FP about the raid. So he's like, like, "Oh no, you know, this was done uh, out of spite, and this thing—it's—it's it's not the—it's not the you know the original thing. It's a copycat.
1: Well, because Dilton and uh, the other one—they were complacent in their killings.
0: Yeah, this, he fought back.
1: I mean, to be fair all of his teeth were pulled out. I was correct.
0: I don't think it's all. I think they, I it's, they don't make it clear,
1: but it's more than one. It's more than one. Which is horrifying.
0: Yeah, yes. Uh then we move back to where we left off in the last episode.
1: Where Betty is having a sexy candlelight interview with Edgar Evernever, <laughs> the sexiest cult leader.
0: Yeah, and Edgar tells his story, which I will paraphrase here. <laughs> Edgar was once a sad man. A bad man. Uh, behind blue eyes, um, then he stumbled to a farm. He walked into he walked into the desert to die, and I'm like, "Where were you? Were you in Nevada?
1: Yeah, which is near Maine,
0: I guess." Uh, so he walked into the desert to die, and then he found a tree, and then he found a farm.
1: And then the farm people saved him. So he realized he had to start his own farm to save people.
0: Well, well, well he was working on this farm. They put him to work, and he doesn't want to die anymore. Uh, he saw plants grow and was like, you know what? Farms. People need to be reborn.
1: They need to have seeds to regrow into something
0: beautiful. I need to make my own farm where people can grow and become their perfect selves.
1: And Betty's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Okay, how can
0: my mom see my dead brother? And his response is,
1: oh, well, you know, she needs to become the best version of herself. And in order to do that, she needs to shed the shackles of the past. And she needs to be like a seed and regrow.
0: And because Betty is great, she's like, no, why can my mom see my dead brother? She takes his non sequitur, which I mean that's a hey, good good movie. You just change the subject. And she's like, no, stop changing the subject. <laughs> How can she see my dead brother?
1: Like, come on, Edgar Ever Never. You're you're not gonna cult lead me.
0: All I was thinking about is that she actually doesn't know what Charles looks like.
1: Yeah, he it could be anyone. It could, could be any any blonde man.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did have a moment where I was like is Edgar ever never Charles? And I was like, "That's impossible."
0: <laughs> no, because he's fifty. No, he,
1: <laughs> what if he's thirty-five, Kevin? That's the age that Charles is, and he could reasonably have a sixteen-year-old. That's true. And in fact, Chad Michael Murray is thirty-five,
0: so he could be Charles. Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I hope he's Charles. I hope he's not, because later it's really implied that, that Alice and him are having the sex.
1: You know what? I hate Alice, so I want him to be Charles. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Apparently, that's the gravest torture I can offer.
0: Well, if it's anything that we know about the that entire fam- family, the other side, the, the Blossoms would been chill with it. The Blossoms would be so happy. <laughs> Ugh. Uh. <laughs> okay,
1: so over at the boxing gym, which Archie, I guess, is now leading.
0: Yeah, I remember he took all those fighting boys and put them to fighting elsewhere.
1: He uh, gives an inspiring speech to the prison boys about how they're going to do everything in their life for baby teeth now. I
0: kind of wish we had a scene where Archie expo- like, almost just expounded on a thought process that was, Hey, I know you were forced to fight in jail, but now you're fighting for you. You're, like,
1: now you choose to fight, and yeah. if anyone doesn't want to fight, yeah, I wish we it's had, okay. had that scene.
0: Other than this, is really weird transition where a bunch of boys who are forced to fight in jail are like, "Well, it's the only thing you can do," and so he's like, "No, you fight for a cause." And it feels baby teeth, and it feels kind of
1: bad. Also, they weren't in prison; they were in juvie, yes. and lots of people who are in juvie can go on to have like really functional, practical adult lives.
0: Anyway, uh, Mad Dog comes in, and I guess they're mad at him, because he went over to, to fight for Elio. Elio's it seems like Mad Dog also can just come and go, though.
1: Elio, just, I mean, Mad Dog just does what he wants, and he explains that he's going to dedicate his next match to Baby Teeth, and Archie's like, you're fighting matches? It's been like a day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, as it turns out, he got put in something called the Golden Gloves.
1: Ooh, it's a tournament, Ooh. and it's in like three days
0: from now. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows how time works? <laughs> it's out of time. I'll tell you, some stuff have to has to happen between then and now, which doesn't seem like it happens in three days, but maybe. I don't know how that works.
1: So Archie uh, goes to Veronica, and he's like, Hey, you have weird connections to things. Get my boys into this tournament. <laughs> hey, you
0: know, Elio, that scumbag.
1: Can you use your scumbag skills to help his scumbag? Let me not. I and- mean, I just want to be in the fight,
0: Veronica. I oh, a point is that every single time... Veronica hears about boxing, all she can think of is shirtless boys. And
1: she, you know, you she, forget.
0: You know what? She may really need a boyfriend.
1: She ha- Well, no, she doesn't.
0: Yeah, no, she she is... Veronica is clearly very lonely.
1: Oh, Reggie's not in this episode, because he's just busy being sad.
0: Well, um, no, but remember he was like, hey, Veronica, maybe we shouldn't. Oh, he ended true. things on his terms.
1: And he did not join the farm, because he has no internal sorrow. <laughs>
0: Uh, speaking of the farm, uh, Cheryl gives one of her patented... <laughs>
1: Propaganda speeches. Um,
0: <laughs> I like the now, I don't know if it was there before, but now Weatherby is standing just off to the side of her to make sure she doesn't do anything weird. He's ready to grab the
1: mic when she starts outing
0: kids' homosexuality. Yeah, yeah. On the, on the right side, uh, she doesn't do that. But what she does do is make it clear that the farm is now endorsed by the student council.
1: And we see those farm kids wearing all white, because Cheryl wears white only in dramatic
0: (laughs) moments. Well, and so do all the other farm kids. We see Evelyn outside of those scenes, and she's just wearing, like, orange and stuff. But they apparently have to, once per day, all the farm kids put on white and walk through the hall in slow motion.
1: And I encourage everyone to rewatch this scene many times, (laughs) to see Fangs Fogarty's Smug smile. <laughs> I have is, never seen
0: a boy look more smug. He is so happy. He used his sexy wiles to get. No, no, wait. Did no fang? Did who? Kevin got, was in it first. Kevin got fangs in. Okay, yes, because fangs
1: kept having dreams about dead midge.
0: Right.
1: But then he made up with Kevin, and now it's okay. And now he
0: can see also dead midge at the farm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That'll help him recover.
1: He'll have his sort. You know, she'll say, "Fangs, it's not your fault. I was dead." It was the fault of the black hood, you know, Betty Cooper's dad. Go be mad at Betty.
0: <laughs> anyway, so she walks by and then we see Tony, and Tony did not know about this situation.
1: It's not happy.
0: And then so this this is just me uh doing some nitpicking. But Cheryl and the group walk past the um uh the student lounge where the four kids were hanging out. Which we that's when they we were talking early, when it was Archie and Veronica. They're talking with Betty and uh We actually haven't
1: talked about this yet.
0: Oh, well, it was, Archie was talking to Veronica about, nope. remember?
1: Nope, that was a different scene. No, that
0: was the scene. The scene is that Archie says, hey, Veronica, do you think you could get me the golden gloves? And Betty and Jughead are sitting right there. That's all in, and then, then that cuts to Cheryl doing the voiceover.
1: I really thought that Archie, like, went to visit Veronica being like, use your wiles. No, and then, no, no. <laughs> because the important part of this scene is that Betty tells her friends about all the farm kids seeing dead people.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, those chain into each other.
1: I really thought that Archie... I don't care.
0: Okay. <laughs> I
1: care zero percent.
0: We're really paying attention. I just like that because the, the implication there was that Cheryl, that while they were sitting in the lounge, Cheryl gave the, um, uh, the, the speaker announcement and then immediately walked out to go do her walk with her... New farm friends.
1: See, that's why I don't think Archie and Veronica's scene was the same time. But.
0: I didn't think it was.
1: Okay, so Betty does the dead people thing, and then Jughead makes what we're led to believe <laughs> is a brilliant suggestion <laughs> that all Betty has to do is prove that the dead people are dead, just, and well, then people will stop believing in the
0: farm. Just just prove that uh, that, uh, that Charles is dead. And if she, like, then, then it means that this couldn't happen this magical thing that they already believe in. <laughs> <laughs> like, I. I did not realize- I thought the implication was that everyone knew they were dead and the farm was giving them a, ch- a chance to communicate with their dead.
1: But remember, only Sabrina has magic. On this show, people believe that their dead relatives are not dead. Yeah. And it's elaborate hoax perpetrated on them by <laughs>
0: yeah, we, society? We have learned what the, what the concept is in-world. And it is insane. But yeah, so now now Betty just has to just has to prove that that uh, Charles is for sure dead. To
1: be fair, the only person who ever told them that Charles was dead was Sheik. They yeah. had no further evidence.
0: Hal seems to know that Charles is dead, though.
1: Hal is Hal. Hal probably murdered Charles.
0: <laughs> That's unlikely.
1: I know he died in a fight with Sheik, but. <laughs> So Betty does some investigation. Unfortunately, her investigation is interrupted by Tony in and being like, this is your fault. You sent my mentally unstable girlfriend to il- infiltrate, is what I was going to say, but that's not a word. Yeah. To infiltrate the farm. And now she's in the farm. This is your fault, Betty. And Betty's like, oh,
0: yeah. But you don't understand, Tony. They're telling, they're, they're saying, she's saying that she can talk to Jason. And then they're both like... Tony's so like, but Jason is dead. But he's like, Jason is dead. But Jason is dead. Jason is dead. We all know Jason is dead. I have a video that shows Jason being made dead. <laughs> just the amount of times it cuts between these two women just saying, but he's dead. We all know he's dead. We do all know he's dead. For sure know he's dead.
1: Oh, to be fair, Cheryl has seen his dead body. Yeah. <laughs> Numerous times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's she's seen his <laughs> she's seen his dead body. And I it does make me think that I guess she didn't show her the video. I thought
1: that Cheryl did see the video because I thought it cut to all of them showing Cheryl the no, video. No, but now
0: I'm thinking back. What actually happened is they all watched the video. Then Betty walked off and picked up the phone and was like, Cheryl. And then you never hear what she says. And then
1: Cheryl murders her dad.
0: Which means that Cheryl <laughs> did that. It based entirely off of Betty just being like, hey, Cheryl, guess <laughs> what I just saw?
1: Well, Cheryl know,
0: is very, very manipulable.
1: The most manipulable.
0: So she was the worst person to send to the farm.
1: So um, Betty decides that she's going to send Tony the murder video so that Tony can show it to Cheryl. Yeah. And then no Sna- more
0: farm? Now, I, I I think part of that could... That one, for some reason, I feel like maybe if you're going for a real hard... Like, like th- this is essentially... You're taking the hard road of deep problem being like, Look, look if this person die. You know they're not around. Which seems like a weird first choice.
1: But it is Cheryl.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we have to immediately go to 100. We're dealing with Cheryl. (laughs) Dealing with Cheryl. There's only 0 or 100. There's no middle. Well, speaking of no middle, because apparently 0 to 100, Veronica goes to talk to Elio.
1: In the men's steam room of
0: somewhere. And they talk for like a little bit of just being like, oh, well, Elio, I hear you're doing this this, uh, boxing thing. And then it cuts over and there's just another dude in the steam room.
1: Never explained. Never
0: explained. He might be, be like Elio's bodyguard or something. He's sitting very far away.
1: No, I think he's just a man. Just a man. And I think he likes this intrigue.
0: It, but, Veronica does toss him some eyes, because once again, she talks about men boxing.
1: So Elio responds to this by declaring that Archie is a bum, and there's no room for bums in his <laughs> boxing matches.
0: It, it writes, well, remember that I was nice to you, but now we're, the gloves are off.
1: And out she goes of the steam room. Man,
0: Aaron, what do you think she's going to do? What sort of strange machinations?
1: Well, as you know, she's in the mafia, so mm. I bet she's going to pull some strings and have some th- some thugs rough him up.
0: She's going to tell Elio's dad. Ooh. <laughs> Your son won't let my, my ex-boyfriend box in his boxing yeah. match.
1: That's not very fair.
0: My son's doing what now? My son has illegal boxing matches? What? We own casinos. We don't do boxing. Why does he do this? <laughs> Why does he start his own industries, honey?
1: What is Elio? What is Elio doing? Oh, didn't you know he's been hanging out in Sunny Sunnydale, <laughs> <laughs> in
0: Riverdale, a whole bunch.
1: Also Sunnydale sometimes, but there I think he just like hangs out with demons.
0: So that so so, so uh, Veronica's ex friend, the rapist man who was beaten up by the Pussycat Dolls, his family was also mafia then, right? Yes. I'm sort of surprised nothing happened to the Pussycat dolls. Now, I do. I am going to keep calling the Pussycat dolls. Well, I say that every he single was, time. He but. was
1: more roughed up by Archie. Uh, Archie I, was the one who broke both his
0: legs. No, I thought no, nope,
1: both his legs were broken. And in then the Ar- no, Archie just
0: punched the hell out of him while his legs were broken.
1: So I think the Pussycat dolls have just fallen by the wayside <laughs> with all of his other injuries.
0: Yeah, uh, that's yeah. fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or he was too embarrassed to say he was beaten up by girls.
0: All right. Well, let's head off to the uh, the fun scene of the autopsy with our... Good, Dr. creepy friend. Dr. Kurtle Jr.
1: So, first, he gives us some useful, if horrifying, information. Well,
0: he gives us the worst written line I think I've, I've heard, which I'm going to say right now, which is, The cause of death is blood loss from having his teeth pulled, which was done pre-mortem. I'm like... Yeah, Doctor, that's what a uh, cause of death is. It's always done pre-mortem. Because otherwise...
1: Because otherwise it, would be otherwise it wouldn't it be the cause of dead.
0: death. <laughs> that's the dumbest...
1: What? Maybe they let him improvise.
0: <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> it's a real mistake. It does actually feel kind of like they didn't give him any lines. And they're just like, okay, your motivation is just be creepy. And mentioned these things. And He was like, "Oh no, oh no!" Because he does end because he's like, um, he he gives him that he says in his throat was just matchbox,
1: just horrifying, which
0: is pretty gross. And then he's like, "This was not done by a man. It was done by a monster."
1: To be fair, his dad started off season one <laughs> by saying that body has a touch of evil. <laughs> yeah. So he really had to go like real high to beat that.
0: I like the idea that they that these two, his father and son, say these things and. Just, like, they don't actually have any context to the series. This was done by a man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it has to be done by a man, because there's no magic.
0: Well, and also, like, and not even, like, it was done by, like, Kurtz or someone. Ugh, Kurtz. All right. Uh, So the the matchbox is from Penelope's brothel.
1: So off they go to her brothel. Yeah. Where she claims that baby teeth and all of the ex-cons came in to have fun with the girls, which, how do those ex-cons have money for the Maple Club?
0: Also, um, weren't those kids just in juvie?
1: Yeah, they're not ex-cons.
0: No, how old are they?
1: Oh, them 16.
0: Yeah, I'm like, okay, so now it's just sex with underage boys is a so, thing that you're doing.
1: Also illegal,
0: Penelope. Police officer, right there! <laughs> well, I'm willing to accept that your brothel might be legal, uh, <laughs> But, but but you can't just admit, oh yeah, no, we serviced a bunch of underage boys.
1: These grown women.
0: <sighs> Statutory this, this, rape? That's that's what I mean by this episode so clearly that many times they forgot how old their main characters were. Unless if all those boys were like Mad Dog who just turned 18.
1: But then why are they in juvie? Why
0: would they still be in juvie? I yes.
1: Think, I think they keep forgetting that Archie was in juvie and was not in grown-up jail.
0: Yeah. Yes, they keep on forgetting the kids' ages, or hoping that we do, and we don't. You just said these these grown-ass prostitutes had sex with underage boys in front of the sheriff, who I feel like should do something about this.
1: Well, the sheriff don't have any time to deal with that, because he has to go out, for a man has <laughs> lost his mind. He has smashed a mirror.
0: And he's growling. and, he's and
1: Clutching he's, uh, that shard of mirror in his hand to do some prostitute murders. And he's
0: foaming at the mouth.
1: And uh, FP just slacks him in the head a bunch of times. <laughs> he's like,
0: all right, hold on, hold on, whack! Okay. <laughs> He goes down. Apparently, he uh, was on Fizzle Rocks.
1: And he always does Fizzle Rocks because it makes him like his sex more.
0: I am learning so much about Fizzle Rocks that I didn't understand it could do.
1: (laughs) But this time, this has never happened before, but this time, rage and hallucinations. Crazy. So then in the weirdest scene... Well, no, this is not the weirdest scene, but it's pretty weird.
0: Veronica's plan. Her, her, her remember, she said, like, oh, I try to give you the easy way. This is the hard way, Aaron."
1: Well, the hard way is that she talked Alice Cooper into coming to Archie's gym. They cut a promo for the gym. But they sneak it in on the news.
0: <laughs> That's true. And so Archie's like, hey, well, Archie has to read all his lines <laughs> off of a cue card, which I think is adorable because neither Betty nor Alice does it, which means they which means... I'll have to imagine this is like the eighth take. <laughs> and they were just like, oh my god. Okay, we gotta get him some cue cards. He
1: doesn't know what to say. <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. As a part of Veronica's plan, she says that if you sign up, or she gets Archie to say, yeah. that if you sign up for his boxing gym now, you'll get three personal training sessions with him for free. And I don't know why anyone wants that. He's a child.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It does not come up. But then... He is super buff child. He's so. a
1: very... We'll talk about <laughs> Wait,
0: that. I want, I want the idea that he go through the trade Like, all right, how do I train? He's like, all right, just work at your dad's construction site over the summer. Literally, it will happen in like two weeks.
1: Don't worry. Then all the girls will look at you with their sunglasses down. And
0: then consider uh, maybe getting framed for a crime and going to jail. you got plenty of time to work out there.
1: And then you'll just learn how to fight because you'll have to fight for your life.
0: This is a terrible workout plan. They got mauled by a bear.
1: <laughs> Worked for me.
0: Ha <laughs> ha.
1: Now, during this promo, Archie also gives an offer that Elio can't refuse. He challenges Randy, whatever his last Ronnie. name is. Ronnie Ronnie. Ronnie Ranson?
0: Yeah, Ronnie Ronson, I think.
1: He challenges him to a rematch. They're gonna have Mark
0: a- Ronson. It's Mark Ronson, the uh the writer <laughs> of uh Uptown Funk.
1: Perfect. Well Mark Ronson is gonna fight that teenage boy.
0: Yep. Uptown funk. You up? uh <laughs> well that plays. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even really like, he just is like, hey, Ronnie, our fight isn't finished. I want a rematch. And that was it.
1: And I guess that got them into the tournament.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert for a a scene upcoming. It works. He's like, oh, I guess I can't do anything now. I'm like, what? What? That, That was Veronica's plan. That was so easy.
1: But before we see the fruition of Veronica's plan, Betty has to go visit her creepy dad.
0: Oh, yeah. Hal is still in... His that, weird basement he's jail. He's still in his weird Silence of the Lambs jail.
1: And he's a little bit sad because Alice has filed for divorce. <laughs> and he wants to know who Alice is sleeping with.
0: I'm... Two things. One, I'm shocked it hasn't happened ready. Two, hell, that's not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: because you are a mass murderer you're, you're a serial, in jail. you
0: are a a killer in jail for a long time. So... Yeah, she's divorcing you, dude.
1: <laughs> she's moving on with her life. But he's
0: like, she's clearly cheating on me with someone.
1: And Betty's like, well, yes, and I know who, but...
0: well, no, no, Betty was like, oh, she has been spending a lot of time with another man. <laughs> <laughs> and, by, and by my drama logic, that must mean... I don't know.
1: It Well, what yeah. Betty wants to know is how she can prove that Charles is dead.
0: Oh, yeah, she's still super focused on, I gotta get the body. I gotta get this body to prove... Because we saw her earlier before Tony came in trying to call about it and giving, once again, no fight.
1: Yeah, but the thing is he died five years ago. There's no body, Betty.
0: No, like a death certificate. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Which they might give to you although you have no reason to prove that you need it.
0: Yeah, she also can't really prove she's related because she's a Cooper.
1: But what Hal suggests is that Betty doesn't need any of that fancy body stuff. All she needs <laughs> is a stone. Maybe uh- a granite stone? Mm. <laughs> Yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, the gravestone. Thanks, Dad.
0: Oh, that should that should be just the same as showing someone getting shot in the head by their father. That should snap her out of it.
1: Oh, work just as well. <laughs> so then we have a short dumb scene where Veronica's like, haha, my boys must be in your fight. like,
0: yes, so bring them to my gym. The main thing we get out of this scene, which is kind, it's not really a thing. It's just sort of like a thing for Archie to do. So apparently Archie needs to get up to the middle class. He needs to bulk up which in, I is guess, like- two days.
1: I think that this is just to like, you know, filter the early seeds that this guy's been juicing because he's moved up a
0: weight class. But he that but it, the way that he's been juicing it does does not seem like it would do that to him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's actually sugar in it, <laughs> and he's bloating. <laughs> oh, excuse
1: me. <laughs> the sugar bloat. It's dumb. It's like barely a scene. Well, also because they don't have the other boxing club as a set anymore. <laughs> they do some elaborate like poker chip flipping to make the fight take place at Archie's gym, at El Royale, which is really just the other gym but shot differently.
0: So, <laughs> I do feel that way as yeah. well.
1: So, we have a short little scene where FP and Jughead sort of debrief about the fact that Martin's coming down and soon they'll get some information from him. Then, we have what you would think would be a dramatic scene where Cheryl gets to see the video of Jason being shot and we see that video again and Cheryl goes <laughs> Tony, you're so dumb. This video is fabricated. People can do anything with Photoshop these days.
0: I kind of wanted Tony to, like, um, reiterate that, like, to come out against that by being like, all right, I have a question for you, Cheryl. Did your dad kill your brother?
1: Is that why you led your dad to his death and chaotic burned your house down?
0: Is your entire thing now that, you like, like, a lot of your motivation character stuff here, it's like, that's not so... Is it gone? What do you think is real right now, Cheryl.
1: Cheryl, what is, like, guiding you in life now? But she
0: does ask, have you hugged him? And Cheryl's like,
1: yeah. Yeah, totally. Which she totally has she not She absolutely done. has not
0: hugged him. Not hugged I still feel like this is a shadow behind a curtain. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so upset that, that Betty has never, like... Al's offered to go to show her Charles.
1: I feel like they give them some drugs and it's a man in different colored wigs. That's
0: why I want, I want Betty to at least, like try and be like, okay, I want to see my brother. Just to see what they would do. Because that's what you sort of have to see.
1: But you could, like, Charles could be any blonde man. As long as it's not Edgar, it can be anyone. Well, no,
0: but even that she can see who it is and try to figure out who they are really. Or are they going to be like, oh no, you can't see him because of blah, 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 blah. Well,
1: I, I would assume that the show would make the argument that Edgar would never allow Betty to see Charles, so.
0: Yeah, but I want to see his reasoning why.
1: You know what his reasoning is. This one time I walked into the valley and I saw a man and I did not actually see him, but I did not need to see him to believe.
0: Yeah. But I mean, still, I just think that's something I would, I i, I would think that Betty would have at least, like, given a, an attempt at.
1: I think Betty has just dismissed this craziness so entirely that Which she's is unfor- not even willing to entertain it. Which
0: is unfortunate because that'd be good detective stuff. She's so
1: damaged, Kevin. She's so damaged. (laughs) I
0: know, but she... But, like... (laughs) the fact that we're trying to figure the detective things.
1: Never has a character had so many things taken away from her. Speaking of things being taken away... Betty goes to visit Alice at the farm. Alice is busy meditating.
0: Yeah, and she is just staying in the cells. Because that's... Great. Yeah.
1: So, uh, first Betty asks if Alice is sleeping with Edgar... And Alice just kind of, like, smirks, really. There's not much of an answer.
0: Well, she, she says, uh, says we spend a lot of time, and we know a lot about each other. So I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. She, Well, Betty asks, are you dating? And Alice seems to imply they've at least done it.
1: Which is horrifying. Because <laughs> I'm sure, I'm now sure he's Charles.
0: <laughs> I'm also sure that he's done that with, uh, like... All of them? Well, like, like if that is the case, then yes. Um, if not, then I like Betty's assumption that, like, hey, you clearly are the special woman here.
1: I mean, that is what cult leaders do.
0: Yeah. No, yeah.
1: So Betty takes Alice on a journey. A journey to go see a grave. <laughs> and it actually seems for a moment that Alice believes that this is Charles' grave. Yeah. Unfortunately, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> no, it's the same thing as when we saw uh, Cheryl looking at the video. She's like, nah.
1: Alice just thinks it's so sad. It's so sad that Betty won't let her be happy. And I'm like, Alice, maybe you should let your daughter be happy by not stealing everything from her.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, Betty actually spent a lot of time being okay with the farm. Just being like, hey, mom, I so see you're still doing that farm thing. Cool. Until you started taking things from her.
1: Everything that she did. Had in her life, like you literally have taken everything away from this child.
0: Yes, so that is why this, it's a problem.
1: This child no longer has any parents, any siblings, anywhere to live.
0: Yeah, any she college to, fund? Doesn't, doesn't have a college fund. Doesn't have any of that stuff. She
1: does seem to have a car, but
0: yeah. But I mean, I I I, 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 I think Alice just was like, I hey, can keep the car.
1: Literally everything that she has defined herself with has been stripped away from her, yeah, not only from Alice, but like Alice did a lot of it,
0: yeah, and z- said like and the thing is like once again it's going back at the at the beginning, Betty was seemingly like she was like, okay weird cult, but she was se- like yeah she like, was like, keep, okay, keep mom, doing, keep be, doing your cult thing if
1: it makes you happy being your weird cult just don't
0: hurt anyone
1: I would like to see Edgar Evernever sometime, but
0: <laughs> so Alice doesn't relent, and Betty. Uh, going from 0 to 100, as we know, no Chloroform. more ground.
1: Chloroforms her. Chloroforms her. her.
0: <laughs> At some point, she put on a leather glove and poured chloro. How long has she been holding on to that rag? She's just been grasping it in the leather glove. She's like, please don't dry, please don't dry, please don't dry. Got it. <laughs> what, was her- what if her mom agreed? She's like, oh, thanks, mom. I'm going to open the door here for a second.
1: Don't be suspicious. <laughs> just going to drop a Kleenex. Yeah.
0: I'm going to take off this leather glove. Don't worry about it. Like, there's no out to that situation. I was just
1: cold. It's
0: winter, my, maybe. Warm I was just cold on one side of my body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, we have a short scene Veron- for Veronica force feeds Archie, and they pay some lip service to the fact that Jughead loves to eat hamburgers, which
0: we have not seen in the series.
1: And then they weigh these men. And maybe I don't know what men look like. But supposedly these very muscular, I thought fairly tall guys. I thought they're
0: very tall as well.
1: Weigh a hundred and fifty nine pounds and hundred and fifty four pounds. That they've got to be like one eighty of pure muscle. Like I do not believe these weights.
0: They are. They're too muscular. Well, yeah, no, they are. They're very things. They're they're clearly like on the low end of like like they're they have a lot of show muscle.
1: Yes, they're these very the lean. Yeah, but like. Really, a hundred? I know what one hundred and fifty nine pounds looks like. Do you like. know how old
0: Brian weighs now?
1: Like one eighty five. Yeah.
0: And so and he's like six feet.
1: No, 5'10. He's five ten.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Brian, so he's five ten. He's
1: very muscular. He's very
0: muscular. Works out a lot. Yeah. So that means that these people are devoid of food, and Archie had to bulk up. Archie did I not just, weigh enough.
1: You know what? Don't tell us their weights. Yeah. I would have been much because ha- I think this is setting up some unreasonable expectations for some poor teenage boys. Boys, guys who look like that do not weigh 159, unless they're short. Like, I've seen American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, they're
0: all... Yeah, Archie's got to be like
1: 4'9". Yeah, he's the shortest man. He's standing on a box in every scene. <laughs>
0: uh, so Alice wakes up, because, you know, there's only one place you can bring her. She's
1: handcuffed to a bed in the sex bunker. <laughs> Just full of sexy candles,
0: man. Those handcuffs and I, 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 they're the long handcuffs, so she has room to move. Those handcuffs have been used for other things than the sex bunker for sure.
1: Oh, certainly.
0: Hey, mom, I found these handcuffs. I don't really know where they're from, but, but uh,
1: uh, I handcuffed mm-hmm. you. But look, mom, I light lit all these candles so you'd feel at home. Because there's lots of candles in the farm. I noticed that when I was in Edgar's room having a sexy talk with him. I know that you don't
0: seem to have electricity at the farm, so...
1: So I decided to make you feel at home.
0: Then she shows her photos from photo albums.
1: And Alice insists that this is the past. She's a different person now. She can't be happy looking at the person
0: she once was. Yeah, there's... There honestly is this underlying, like... Actual uh, debate that goes on in the real world or like discussion that goes on in the real world where Alice is sort of ta- where like Alice talking about how these memories are painful and Edgar Edgar's essentially uh, method is to make them forget about painful memories mm-hmm.
1: so they can focus on the now and yeah. the happiness and the comfort in the now
0: and Betty comes with that back from the uh, the idea of being like, you can't forget these memories. These memories are who you are.
1: Everything that we had, everything that you've thrown away, yeah. is what made us the people we are.
0: Yeah. Uh, we also learned that Betty did fake the gravestone, which, man, that's really impressive in like half a day.
1: Well, I'm sure it's just a gravestone for a different Charles.
0: Wait, <laughs> Charles Smith, that's true.
1: As you noticed, there was no ages. <laughs> she just found it.
0: a Charles Smith.
1: And she was like convenient
0: it was a real clean the only reason I'm this is a real clean gravestone
1: that's true she may have faked it so um the next or no betty leaves because she has to go to school yeah and at school like five minutes later she tells her friends that she kidnapped her (laughs) mom and she's deprogramming her
0: yeah sitting in the student lounge she's like hey guys (laughs) we don't get to see it we just come back with talking being like you locked your mom in the sex bunker betty is where we have sex where are we gonna have sex now and Betty's it's like, in my house.
1: You know, your house. It's a house. <laughs> we have a house to have sex in now, Jughead.
0: Oh, but I just kind of like the sex bunker. I wonder if at any point Betty was like, so mom, just stay here. Uh, I, got, you, I left you these photo albums. They'll be all, they'll be all great. Uh, many teenagers have had sex on that bed you're laying on, so don't touch anything.
1: But don't worry. We clean the sheets.
0: <laughs> we haul them over to the laundromat in town. <laughs>
1: Everyone's curious, but no one asks questions. I love how
0: much they've gone use out of this bunker.
1: Oh <laughs> set. they l- the set must have been expensive because the amount of scenes that take place on that set.
0: Well, I think it's just helpful to essentially have let's be clear, a clubhouse: It's true. It is a clubhouse. It's just also a bunker.
1: Now the kids don't have a lot of time to respond to this uh, deprogramming concern, because there's a banging. Just and everyone's very loud. Everyone's very suspicious. It's Really
0: confusing. They look outside, and it's just a cheerleader
1: banging her head into a locker,
0: and like the locker's dented. There's blood on it. I actually first thought it was Evelyn Effort ever, ever, I
1: thought so too because she had the same like wavy hair. Yeah, but her
0: hair was just was just frilly, like you know frizzy because she had been slamming it against the wall forever.
1: So uh, Jughead says, "Did you take a drug?" And her friends say, "Yeah, she took some G." And he's like, "Take her to the nurse."
0: <laughs> they just drag her off.
1: When he calls his dad. Conveniently, his dad is also dealing with someone who is banging their head against something.
0: Yep, and they both uh, pick up a fizzle rock package, but they're in very thick marker uh, is just a big G.
1: Ooh, and Jughead and FP, they wonder, is it a bad batch? Is it cut with something new, like bath salts? Obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They gotta find Kurtz and get him off the streets.
0: So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What made you happy this week?
1: What made me happy this week? Um, this week, I finally watched Rent live, <laughs> which I I knew it was coming, and I sort of forgot to PVR it. So it was PVRed for me at mom and dad's house, which is why I haven't been able to watch it because I don't live there. Yeah. But oh, on Friday night, I sat down, I watched that not at all live re- performance because <laughs> uh, unfortunately the kid who played Roger broke his foot during the dress rehearsal.
0: Oh, man.
1: And so he couldn't do most of the show. And so they showed recording of the dress rehearsal up until the last scene where Roger just sits on, I mean, he should move around, but he could just sit on a table with his guitar. Yeah. And so he sat on the table with his guitar and his giant cast.
0: Well, at least they had the um, the dress rehearsal.
1: And it's so sweet at the end because um, all of the original cast comes out and sings with them, and so the choreography is everyone's supposed to go to the edge of the stage, and it's just Roger sitting at the back
0: because he <laughs> can't walk. <laughs> he can't walk.
1: And then um, Adam Pascal, the original Roger, like goes back and like stands with him, so he's not alone.
0: Yeah, that's and good. They
1: all go run back and hug him. And the kid who plays Mark is like basically straddling his friend, hugging him. <laughs> so cute, so heartwarming. You can't watch it because it was live and they don't release DVDs or anything. Yeah. But I'm sure the internet has it, for the internet has everything. (laughs) And uh, it's just such heart. Even when Rent's not good and even when you're a grown-up and you realize you're a Benny because we all become Benny one day. Because
0: we all realize that everyone else is just sort of ridiculous and edgy for no reason. And that, like, if you want to produce films and write songs, you need somewhere to do it. Well, we we talked about this when we had um, our Easter dinner last night uh <laughs> with pizza and <laughs> board games. Yes. Um I don't know that that, that that like they're also they're just people who like being poor, which is why they have a song but how much they like being poor. Mm-hmm.
1: They're not going to pay rent.
0: Yeah. It well I was thinking Lavibo uh, at Oh yes. Yeah, you know, which is how they much they like being poor. Uh but like Mark and Roger both have loving families who want to help them.
1: (laughs) His mom is forever calling me like, Mark, when are you coming home for Christmas? He's like, oh,
0: mom. I guess not Christmas because he's Jewish, but you know. I can't. How am I supposed to uh, do all my art stuff if you keep loving me?
1: Mark, your dad and I are so proud of you.
0: It just reminds me of when you meet... uh, Like, the people who essentially just do everything they can because they believe that art has to be
1: pain. That you have to struggle to make anything good. Yeah, so they
0: do everything they can to just, like, just be jerks, effectively. It's Uh, true. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, they can't control their emotions because they're artists.
0: Uh, yeah, it's true. That's, That's the how artists where, work. Yeah, you, to be an artist, you have to be a jerk. <laughs> and if you're a jerk, it probably means you're an artist.
1: Yeah, there's no like investment baker jerks. Never.
0: That's one of my least favorite things. Is when, is when they're like, like, oh man, he's he's like, you know, he he's like a jerk and he's an asshole, but you know, he's an artist, so it's okay. I'm like, no, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> we don't let anybody else get away with that. Yeah,
1: and when investment baker is a jerk, we he's the bad guy in rent. <laughs>
0: And uh, various other movies. <laughs> exactly,
1: Kevin. What brought you joy this week?
0: So this is sort of like a strange, silly thing. I don't really know how I got onto, it, but I started watching. uh you remember Vine? Oh yes. <laughs> I just started like just watching YouTube watching- compilations of Vine.
1: So you saw the kid who says, "Look at all these chickens."
0: Yeah, I've seen. Look at all these chickens. I've seen all of the because at a certain point they just start repeating. <laughs> there's only so many popular vines, um, and I don't know. It just because it was, like I I obviously never really got into. Uh, vine cuz cuz i don't know it just was not a thing that i
1: No, i didn't know anyone who watched vine or like
0: Yeah, but yeah. but i i always had this thought about like like it's a cool the cool concept because the same thing with uh twitter and why like and now it's obviously 280 because 140 like sometimes taking something that requires constraints makes some really good things out of it.
1: That's what i always learned about when i was doing my ed degree create or cr- Constraints cause creativity.
0: Yeah, well, it, it just remind me of like before Vine, there was five second films, which were five second films. Which mm-hmm. was the idea was like, how do you tell a whole story in five in five seconds? And there's just so many of them. So Just reminded me of a five second films, and it's just a, such a interesting thing to see what people average people do with like, okay, you have seven seconds, make and, something. Yeah, and they and a lot of people use it to make comedy because it just worked.
1: Yeah. I love comedy. Yeah, so
0: i just been watching a lot of, a lot of a Vine compilations. compilations.
1: So both of us are into things that are old. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Vine's not around anymore.
1: Nope. Neither is Red <laughs> Live.
0: <laughs> uh.
1: So, <clears throat> Tony's in the bathroom washing her hands, and you know, nothing good can come of that.
0: Because where does Evelyn love to ambush people? The bathroom. It is worth mentioning the way that Cheryl got her to... Like, remember when she first had to lure Evelyn? It was in the bathroom. Because she knows that Evelyn loves to approach women in bathrooms. Evelyn's a real bathroom predator. I also... So going on with the fact that this farm seems weirdly sexual. Because Evelyn's like, hey, Tony, you gotta back off of Cheryl. You're a detractor. Because that's their favorite word. It's their favorite word. Um, and then she says the farm gives her everything she needs. After Tony's instant, she applies. hey, I'm her girlfriend. I love her. Evelyn's reply is, the farm gives her everything she needs. And I'm like, are you...
1: Are you making out with are Cheryl? Are you making out with Cheryl? She might be.
0: It's just just because of how everything was going beforehand. I wouldn't have thought this otherwise. But just because of how everything else was going, I'm like... The Ooh. weird way that Evelyn says, we also give her everything she needs.
1: And, like, as a follow-up to I'm her girlfriend, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony uh, threatens her. Real good. Tony does... The, Tony's back. When Tony's not in a scene with Cheryl, she's good Tony again, which is where we get Tony who doesn't take any gu- guff. She Takes no guff from no one, and she goes full serpent on uh, Evelyn, or poison now, I guess. Because, Are the
1: pretty boys a silly thing? Well, I mean Cheryl's in the farm now, and it is Cheryl's gang. <laughs> uh, and uh, so Evelyn runs off scared because she's scared.
0: She's scared, you know. But you know who's not scared?
1: Mad dog.
0: Uh, Archie Andrews is the one I was going to go with. Mad Mad Dog Dog is is very scared. scared. (laughs) Mad Dog comes in, uh, where Archie is just in his gym
1: doing his gym ownership. He's doing paperwork
0: (laughs) because he owns a gym.
1: (laughs) And Mad Dog's Archie, Archie got some real bad news. Ronnie's juicing, but he's not juicing with steroids, he's juicing with juice.
0: Yeah, he's like. It's this weird he's a drug he's taking. it makes him full of rage, and I'm like, oh, so he's he he's taking G. That's the thing you're getting with this? Well, Fizzle rocks does everything, Aaron it, uh, apparently it it can just it's good for playing games, it's good for sex, it's good for fighting
1: and it's good for being a
0: creep <laughs> though i guess I guess maybe it might be more of the G component, which I guess is bath salts.
1: great so archie's like okay well i mean he's just on a drug and my dog's like no when you look into his eyes you'll know you'll wish you were on some here's some fizzle rocks
0: oh,
1: <laughs> are just like, oh, and like i'm Stop. really not gonna take this <laughs> so um we have a very short scene wherein jellybean dressed as an elf princess plays g and g with that knife kid I'm
0: wearing, wearing, like, a cabby cap slanted to the side. He's become a real newsy.
1: And they're in Pop Tates. And I'm surprised the Pop Tates is allowing that knife kid to be in his restaurant.
0: Yeah, like, he knows that kid. Maybe that's why he's wearing the hat. <laughs> oh, he's in disguise. <laughs> but they'll never I'm just crutchy. Mm-hmm. Shall I dance and sing? You're carrying the banner for us all, pip-pip. It's a fine life. Ha-ha. <laughs> I remember Christian Bale. He was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he had a Boston accent. Nope. Nope. New it? York. New- it was a New York accent? Yes. I thought he was from elsewhere. No, no, they're all from New York. No,
1: he just wanted to go to Santa Fe. Right,
0: that's what it was. Because
1: everyone from New York wants to go to Santa Fe. Yeah.
0: because well, what it happens
1: in Rent as well.
0: Because <laughs> it's like 19... 19- 1895. 1905. 1905. It was before both the wars. No, war.
1: 1899. I just 1899. knew it was before the
0: wars. Okay, Teddy Roosevelt, yep. the governor. He sure was. Facts we've learned from. The <laughs> he newsies. rescued
1: those boys from that orphanage <laughs> with Schne- Snyder.
0: So yeah, Jellybean the cubie get Blade G and G. That's right. the scene. That's a scene. I hate this game.
1: <sighs> it just won't go away.
0: So uh, they talk to the first guy, the John, essentially,
1: because he's finally come down. Yeah. And he explains that yes, the, the, G, Fizzle, is, the G is bad. It the stands G for gargoyle. For gargoyle. <laughs> and it came from Kurtz.
0: And I'm mean, like, it's good that you got someone to clarify that because I mean the thing is that like I assumed it, but
1: but it's good. It's not it's something good.
0: else. <laughs> it's good. It's just for gargoyle.
1: And then FP's like, ooh, gargoyle. I better go deal with the gargoyle king. I'm gonna go see Hiram Lodge. We'll Tell never- your mother. <laughs>
0: It's just a fun thing, because his, his, his mother is the Gargoyle King. But it's, so, it's sort of fun to me that he says, like, we're talking to Hiram. We don't see that scene.
1: <laughs> Obviously, Hiram's like, no, I'm good now. I'm in my peace with Archie, don't you know?
0: I gave Archie a gym. <laughs> please, <laughs> Mr., please, Mr. FP, I'm not doing anything no more. I'm just getting a divorce.
1: I made amendments. <laughs>
0: He's still getting divorced. Yes, he's, he's still getting yes. divorced. No, yeah.
1: he got an annulment. Oh, right, he got
0: annulled. Because <laughs> you can get annulled after 30 years of marriage.
1: And a teenage daughter.
0: <laughs> right, we have to. you have to remember, Veronica doesn't exist.
1: But that's right. That's
0: true. That explains all of her actions in, in this episode. In, in the eyes of the law, she does not exist.
1: Short scene, Betty goes to visit her mom, where her mom is burning up all of her memories.
0: Yep, that's just... Great. Because that's what happens when you give her candles, Betty.
1: Yeah, don't give her candles to make her feel like she's at the farm. Then she'll do farm things.
0: Yeah. Uh, This leads right into... uh,
1: Betty goes back to school and and Evelyn Evelyn approaches (laughs) her immediately, saying that Alice missed bed check last night. Yeah. And people saw Betty at the farm. And Betty also goes... All pretty poison. Yeah, on Evelyn.
0: Heart like like slams her against the locker. This is why Evelyn needs a. Maybe she was thinking like, okay, with Tony, she. I met her in the bathroom. She threatened me. I'm gonna do the, the Betty in public.
1: No one can threaten me in public. She
0: does do the thing where she looks around like, is anyone gonna help me? And everyone's like, no, we like Betty. You're creepy. Yeah, but he does this weird thing where she's like, oh, you ask anyone and you'll they'll know what I'm capable of. And I'm like, what?
1: Teen investigation. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like don't be wrong, Betty. You've done some weird things, like with the the syrup in the first episode. But no one knows about that other than Veronica and Chuck. And Chuck,
1: but Chuck is their gone? friend now.
0: <laughs> he was in a play. He, he might be
1: gone. He wanted to be a good person.
0: Who knows? Hmm. Uh, but I think like standardized. No one think like all they know, they know her dad was a serial killer. But I mean,
1: and they think she's smart and a good investigator.
0: So unless if the idea is like Evelyn ask her around, everyone will be like, well, Betty's the son of a, the daughter of a serial killer." So I don't
1: know. Mm. I don't know who knows? Or they'll be like, "Evelyn, Betty would never threaten you."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's what Betty was doing. <laughs> she was trying to gaslight Evelyn. <laughs> Uh, we gotta go through this.
1: I know we have so many things. Okay, yeah. so Tony distracts Cheryl from going to the farm with sex.
0: <laughs> it's so easy. Cheryl's like, very manipulatable. Yeah, she's like, I gotta go to the farm, but Tony's like, or or sex.
1: And Tony or Cheryl's like, hmm, sex. Yeah. Um, Archie leads his boxers on an outdoor run to Baby Teeth's grave. <laughs> And they're all going to fight for Baby Teeth now.
0: It's real, like, motivational, but all I can think of this is that uh, this has nothing to do with why Baby Teeth died or... Yeah,
1: literally two completely different storylines.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, do it for Baby Teeth.
1: Uh, they interview, or they, FP and had interview the <laughs> second druggie, the guy <laughs> the, from Pop Tate. The
0: two cops, because Jughead's just a cop now.
1: And this guy reveals that he didn't mean to buy drugs from Kurtz because he doesn't really like Kurtz or buy drugs from him. Kurtz was real desperate and really, like, threatened him to buy more drugs.
0: Yeah. So, you know, something weird's going on. That's sort of just a filler scene.
1: Also a filler scene. Betty li- – well, no, actually a very important scene. <laughs> Betty listens to the tapes that Alice made in her interviews with uh, yeah. Edgar where um, Alice explains that Betty is the worst person who has ever lived and she's terrified of her.
0: Yeah, I'm like, man, Alice, you do a real bad job of keeping your family together.
1: Maybe you should have uh, worked with your daughter and understood that she would definitely be angry that her dad's a serial killer and that you were a bad person. Yeah,
0: essentially, it sounds like Alice. Um, and later Betty listens to it as well. She, um, says like, "Oh, I think Betty was hiding it, but I think she was also just as like, you know, even like, she was the most hurt by Hal's thing, like Hal's, you know." But, like, thing. I'm like, these don't seem to fit.
1: So, this is first season Alice not understanding why her perfect daughter is not perfect.
0: Yeah. And it's like, man, Alice is so. She essentially has made the assumption, like, oh, my daughter is bad. So, I will treat her that way.
1: Which then makes her daughter act
0: out. Yeah. And makes Betty as we learn is going to be her arc now, again, is (laughs) am I bad?
1: No, Betty, you're not. Your your mom (laughs) is bad. (laughs)
0: Your mom is bad. But your mom is so bad, she's making you think you're bad. She's gaslighting her. And don't get me wrong, I like the am I bad storyline, because that's something that I write in my own stuff. I think it's very compelling. But this is not the way to do it.
1: Poor gaslight Betty. Yeah. Well, FP and Jughead, the cops, (laughs) have to go back to the Maple Club. Because, uh... The girl who is not Penelope, the good one, yes. promised to call them if anything weird happened. Yeah, and something weird did happen. All these rich preppy kids were hanging out in the Maple Club.
0: Maybe overage, maybe underage.
1: They're friends of Elio's for sure.
0: Elio might be overage, might be underage. I don't know how old Elio is.
1: They were going to buy some drugs, but then the drug guy said, "Nay, nay, I can't sell you drugs tonight. I will sell you drugs later tonight at some fight."
0: And the one, well, no, these. Essentially she's like, it sounded like they were setting up a new place to buy drugs. Also, one of them threw this in the <laughs> in the garbage can. It's the fight. The at gar- Archie's club. Sure. Let's let's tie those up.
1: Um, so Betty, having listened to the tapes, storms up to the farm. She confronts Edgar and she's like, What did you say to my mom to make her say terrible things about me? And he's like, Oh no, she said those on her own.
0: Yeah. Edgar also does this thing where he never admits whether or not the people that they're seeing, he says they're healing, whether it's real or illusions. It's
1: what they need.
0: Yeah. And once again, this is something that comes to play in, like, a black mirror to something like this, where it's like you get a robot replica of your dead person. Is mm. it really helping you move on, or is it helping you stay locked in?
1: And then he explains that Betty can not understand the farm because she doesn't need the farm, but Alice needs the farm to go on a journey to heal from all of the hurt that's been inf- inflicted upon her.
0: Effectively, uh, what this all means is that Edgar cult leaders Betty, and because Betty is in a real bad place right now... She gives her mom back to Evelyn. Yep. Uh, it, it it, it, There's more of this proofs how good Edgar is actually at twisting people. Because he, he, he does the same thing earlier where he kind of just says something else other than her question. But because all of what Betty went through in this episode, it actually works this time.
1: And you know the way he says it, I was kind of like, "Ah, Alice maybe does need a cult."
0: Well, it's it's one of those things where, um, uh, when you're talking about like people healing, uh, it's it's I'm saying that like, like, um, yeah, you know, maybe this way of healing is better, and it's hard for Betty to refute it because because he's just saying, "Hey, she's happier, isn't she?"
1: And she, also, Betty's a child.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that, like, no, the way he's doing it is not good. It yeah, is is not correct. But he can describe it in a way that it's hard to be outright, like, no, you're, you're wrong. Because he clearly, or at least he's able to convey, that he believes this is helping. And how can you tell someone who believes that they're helping that, that they're, they're wrong? they're not helping. Yeah. Yeah. So Betty gets Betty gets played.
1: Well, Or speaking, does she? Speaking of people maybe playing other people. Or not knowing what they're doing. <laughs> Veronica gives Archie some new (laughs) boxing gear that's all branded with Pop Tates, because they're his official
0: sponsor. I want to describe this scene in just the barest, unsexiest ways. Veronica gives Archie some clothes, which proceeds for them to look at each other, and then each other's lips...
1: And then Veronica runs away. It's
0: it's just the fairest amount of attention that they give to each other. They're like, oh man, maybe we could have sex.
1: And then I'm like, where's Josie?
0: But it's not Josie you should be wondering about. Because Luke Barry Andrews comes sliding in from where he's been hiding in the corner. Watching this? I know the layout of their house. He was essentially just, like, crammed in the corner of the dining room.
1: Being like, hmm, I don't trust that Veronica Lodge. Well,
0: I think that he walked He walked in and was about to say something. Then he saw that, like, with the present. he's like, oh, oh, oh dang, no. oh, no, what do I do? Oh, no, I just squeezed into the corner. Like, I'll just wait. I'll wait until I can come in with a cool line.
1: And he does. He tells Archie that he's treading with dangerous
0: water. lying too close to the sun, aren't you? And
1: he laughs and walks away.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> I think he's just happy that this is a normal thing that his son's dealing with and not, like,
1: (laughs) gangs. Well, his his happiness will be destroyed when he watches this fight later. True. But first, Cheryl comes sobbing into Tony about how Evelyn told her she has to make a choice. A choice between Jason and Tony. And (laughs) Tony's like, we've already gone through this, like, two episodes ago. Yeah,
0: like, it, it has been, my God, like five days
1: remember when you said you were destroyed when your brother left and then I promised you I wasn't going anywhere so you didn't have to push me away so now
0: you're going to leave let's let's be clear Cheryl is and continues to be the worst
1: she's such a bad girlfriend
0: she's so she's so abusive yeah and like the the fact that essentially she was like no no Tony you're not allowed to leave me and I'll do this play that's essentially revenge on you and all these is revenge on you oh no but I can leave you because I have sorrow don't you understand? I'm feeling things.
1: Actually, Tony, I'm feeling things.
0: Maybe you can feel
1: things with me. In you could, the farm?
0: Cut to their their daily walk down the hall. Dressed all in
1: white,
0: <laughs> looking no, smug. Whatever Tony wears, it has to be, like, very uh, titillating. Oh, yes. Is she wearing, like, a onesie with pants over it? Well, she
1: could be wearing... A body suit with pants, but I think she's wearing a like jumper, like a one piece with yeah. cutouts.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I was trying to figure out what because you because like she she's showing off them upper hips.
1: I think it's a jumpsuit. Like I think it's all one piece. Yeah, with side cutouts. Anyway, we'll never know. Betty's listening to the tapes, crying, just crying.
0: Yeah, this is the one where Alice Alice is like, oh <laughs> it's the I weirdest think thing ever.
1: Sad that her dad is a serial killer, and
0: I think she's hiding it. I'm like, I don't think Betty. Like, Well, maybe you should talk to your daughter about it.
1: Yeah, maybe you should help her instead of being like, join a cult. Just join a cult. It'll fix all your problems. Join a cult.
0: Oh, my daughter's sad and it's clearly her fault. Anyway. Cult time. (laughs) God, Alice is so... She's so bad. Bad. I can't... The only redemption she can have is that she has to let... Betty be the adult now.
1: She, she has to burn that farm to the ground she, she, and then make Betty the mom. She just
0: be like, all right, Betty, I've been so bad. You're the mom now. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> but also, I've hired you a mom.
1: It's, I guess, Mary Andrews?
0: Uh, she, Molly Ringwald Andrews is not bad. Uh,
1: Maybe Sheriff, I mean, Mayor McCoy?
0: Lawyer McCoy? Lawyer McCoy would be better. Yeah. She's also around.
1: Yeah. Lawyer McCoy is the new mom.
0: <laughs> and you're my mom. He's <laughs> just a mom chain, if you will. Which means Mayor McCoy's my grandmom. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> How interesting.
1: <laughs> so, wait, what, Betty's crying. And in comes Tony, because it turns out this was the plot all along. Uh,
0: I had a worry here where Betty was going to be like, hey, Tony, uh, we're canceling the plot. <laughs>
1: I've been crying all day,
0: but I, I am also sort of feeling like the returning of Alice is part of the plot.
1: I, now I think so.
0: Yeah, like I, I think it was still a hard, like a hard thing for her to do. I think she's still being affected, clearly. Mm-hmm. But it, but she's like, no, I will turn Alice. But Tony is. I'll
1: get a practical, functional mole inside the farm.
0: <laughs> I'll get someone who isn't who isn't so easily swayed that all Tony had to be like, hey, do you want to have sex instead of going to your cult? And she's like, okay.
1: Now, Betty asks Tony if she's a monster, and Tony's like, oh my god, no!
0: <laughs> Wait, is this what you've been dealing- Okay, <laughs> I'm now in the plot line.
1: You're just a sad teenage girl whose mom has betrayed her, but you still love her. That's okay. I need Tony
0: and Betty to be friends. I mean, they're always helping. I also need Tony to break up with Cheryl. Yeah. For sh- for for sure now.
1: Then Tony and Betty can just run a gang. The serpents.
0: <laughs> no they're, no they're not a gang they should they should run some sort of like teen detective agency
1: Ooh, because
0: tony's the muscle and betty is the brains and jughead takes jug is the secretary <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> you mean the sex secretary?
0: <laughs> no. no no i did not
1: <laughs> so then there's a drug bust
0: yeah the priest arrests kurtz he's way too happy and also reminder jughead is there Real creepy. This was selling to two kids in, like, Bola. <laughs> no. Well, I thought they were wearing, um, oh, like, wearing bow, bow ties. They wearing bow ties, yeah. They, they look totally real are. nerdy. <laughs>
1: so, um, then we go to the fight, and all the characters you've wanted to see, Luke Perry Andrews, Daddy Keller, and Josie are there. Yeah, this is
0: not an underground fight. This is like a...
1: Legit fight. Legit fight. And um, Josie is very suspicious of the fact that Veronica gave Archie clothes.
0: And Josie has been somewhat genre savvy in the past. Mm-hmm. So like you're just being like, if this was real life, I would be like, hey, Josie, settled out. Just someone give someone clothes. But because it's Riverdale, I'm like, no, Josie, you might want to think about this. Yeah, be suspicious. Giving someone clothes is the most sexual thing you can do to a person.
1: So leading into the fight, Elio feeds Randy some G, and it turns out that Randy doesn't know he's been juicing.
0: Well, well I, think, I think he does. I think that Elio's giving him more. Like, that's the idea, is that he's like, because he's giving him his water bottle, and he's like, why is it that my water tastes bad?
1: And he immediately starts foaming at the mouth.
0: Yeah, so it just seems G is a very bad performance-enhancing drug, especially for, like, this, because boxing has, like, rules...
1: Yeah, that you have to follow. You can't just go into, like, beating someone to death rage. Yeah,
0: like like a blind rage would get you disqualified, especially considering how he just keeps foaming at the mouth.
1: But before we get too far into the fight, we discover that Betty asked Hal to sign the divorce papers, because that's also a part of her plan, I guess.
0: Yeah, and Betty says, no, Alice just needs to heal in her own way.
1: Uh, And Hal says, okay, well, I'll sign those divorce papers, but I have my own favor.
0: (laughs) I want to go home.
1: That's something that <laughs> Betty can do.
0: I'm gonna say we're not gonna come back to the storyline this episode. I really wanted about mo- the moment after that to be like beat, and then Betty just goes, "No, how? No, <laughs> what? what do you, how do you think that would happen? You're convicted of the murder of a lot of people. You confessed. You, we, you, no. What do you expect me to do, Dad? I'm not magic. <laughs> Even if I wanted to, which I don't, no. no. Uh, so let's get back to boxing uh ronnie is f- foaming like uh like a barista
1: he has all that g-rage between rounds Archie tries to be like
0: daddy <laughs> keller look at his mouth <laughs> and, and keller goes like yeah jesus look at that guy's <laughs> look at, mouth it's guy, so what this is clean on drugs, And instead of the referee saying, Elio just like, no, no, the only way you're getting out of this fight is if you... <laughs> if you forfeit. It. I'm like, what? I mean, if we saw that Elio had paid off the referee, sure. But also, this is so clearly he's on drugs. He's so...
1: The same drugs that we've seen affecting other people. Where is FP? Why isn't he there to be like,
0: um... <laughs> FP apparently doesn't care about crime. Um, it's
1: just... <laughs> so... Sheriff Keller is like, okay, well, I, Archie. Well, and and going back here's to some boxing advice. Well, going back to
0: how it's not a very good drug honestly. The thing about boxing is that just going rage-filled like that actually won't always win you something because mm-hmm. you because the other person will do what Archie does, which is essentially wait for his moment and just clock him out cuz he's not defending himself.
1: Now, unfortunately, him dead.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. He knocks uh, Ronnie out. The count happens. Then he's not getting up. And like, oh, his heart exploded.
1: But if Archie is blamed oh, Archie- for murdering another man. Aaron,
0: I do not think Archie will be blamed for this. I do think Archie will blame himself. I think Archie will be like, I killed that man. I'll be like, no, he took so much drugs, his heart exploded. Archie, you saw the
1: foamed mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Like <laughs> You did not punch that man to death.
0: No, I do not think they will blame him. I definitely believe Archie will blame himself. We're going to have a scene where Keller has to be like, no, it's not your fault.
1: I'm so done with this storyline. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> It's never resolved. It's never been resolved.
0: No, Archie still is like, but I'm I, everything. I, I always hurt people. I can't believe we're going back to that again. Archie
1: needs therapy. Betty needs therapy. I yep. need
0: to go back to the woods and fight that bear. Oh no, I killed the bear. It's all my fault. <laughs> I'm a bad person.
1: All living things die. I don't
0: like the fact that like two out of four of the main characters plot lines is am I a bad person? Jughead's not really concerned whether or not he's a good or bad person. Veronica should be concerned whether or not she's a good person. <laughs> Veronica knows she's the best person. Yeah, this is the thing. Veronica's a bad person, but thinks she's the best. So oh, all right, let's wrap this up. Then the episode
1: gets real weird. So Kurtz is a creep while being interrogated by the police. Yep. He reveals that the death of Baby Teeth was a warm-up to the ultimate quest, which is for Jughead and his family to save the little
0: princess. So it's jelly bean. So then we cut to the woods where... Jellybean is walking there with you know the jaunty hat, crutchy,
1: and she's like, "This is super weird. I
0: really shouldn't be in the woods." <laughs> I can. I'm. I'm bringing this up right now, though. Once we're already far in the woods. <laughs> Sorry, I should have said when we were at Pops. The woods is weird. It turns out she's been summoned by the king,
1: and there he is, waving Rises his tiny up. hands around. So that
0: sort of adds a few questions. So, is the mom not the king, or is she using J- Jellybean as like a ploy?
1: Or is there a greater king? A higher king? How can there
0: be a villain we don't know about? Is, and I thought, because I thought Kurtz was working for her. Her. And so
1: is she kidnapping her own child?
0: And if that's the case, why would she have to use the boy to do it? Why would she? Because I thought Jellybean was involved. Would she like, hey, Jelly Bean? N- not even saying to kidnap her, just being like, hey, Jelly Bean, let's go to an amusement park.
1: And then giving her to a man with tiny hands. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Like, I just. Like, I don't know what. I don't is going understand on. what this
1: show is doing anymore.
0: I, well, and the problem is, that it's reached a point where I'm wondering if I am confused. If, like, is, was I wrong? Is she not?
1: Has there always been another Gargoyle King? Like, were we wrong when we thought it was the person who was in charge of the drug trade?
0: Yeah, I'm. I. Uh...
1: It better be Edgar Evernether ever never he better oh, be doing all of this no
0: yeah no once again if g and g does never connect to and it has to connect deeply if it is just a routine like oh no but he's been using it once he discovered about it during the first half of the season i will be infuriated no,
1: edgar needs to be the kingpin otherwise i am burning i'm not burning anything to the ground i like my house <sighs>
0: So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did
1: I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic disappeared just like any understanding of the storyline only to be replaced with drama? I did, and it was when Mad Dog gave Archie those... (laughs) fizzle rocks yeah, you mean, know archie's never going to well and also there's never a moment where he's like oh
0: but i have these should yeah, i
1: no if, <laughs> he has no struggle like if they don't find those fizzle rocks on him next episode which they won't because this is riverdale
0: yeah who, oh who knows maybe they might but we didn't see a scene where he like puts them into his, his uh he
1: didn't do anything with them
0: he just threw them like oh what's uh, drugs oh, drugs what's these like,
1: and there's no way they're gonna do another framing archie storyline because they could. They could be like, well, he has fizzle rocks, and look, that man's heart exploded. Obviously, Archie dosed <laughs> him. Yeah. No, they're not doing another framing Archie story. I refuse.
0: <laughs> I refuse. I refuse as well.
1: Did you find a CW moment?
0: I did. And it also has to do with Archie and boxing, but mine is the fact that he had to bulk up. Like, they said up it be like, oh, but, you know, if he's going to fight Ronnie, he better bulk up. He's got to be a middleweight.
1: And then all he did was eat three hamburgers.
0: Yeah, which means that he didn't really bulk up. He just filled himself for the weighing.
1: He just got some sodium.
0: Yeah. Like. He, which, to he, be fair,
1: he, I had poutine for dinner the other night and I gained two pounds. Well, also, I
0: don't know how much he needed to bulk up by.
1: Yeah, why did you? Because
0: cause apparently he he only had, like, what, two days to do it, which is not enough to, like, really convert that to to muscle, but he could just gain, he could just eat a whole bunch of stuff. And so when he goes to the way and just be like,
1: and he was already five pounds lighter than Ronnie during the weigh in. So I just,
0: yeah, why did you
1: tell us how much they weighed? Why did you do that
0: storyline? Yeah. Yeah. Like it didn't add anything. It just gave us a scene where Archie and they they could in the weigh in without knowing that he had a bulk up. They could have been like, Hey, let's do a weigh in because weigh ins things that boxers do.
1: I think they wanted to give us more scenes of Archie and Veronica being together.
0: <laughs> oh, how romantic. She shoved burgers in his mouth.
1: He ate six burgers in one day. Oh, that's like a
0: mountain of how burgers. How sexy. I, I think he ate like 20.
1: Oh, yeah. You might Which also,
0: it. I don't think that's a good way to bulk up.
1: He's not bulking up. He's just getting that he sodium
0: just, bloat. Yeah, no. he He's just getting fatter is the thing he had to do. But when he goes that way and he is cut, so... Sodium. So he like clearly the way in he has not eaten that day because that's how you get that thing is that you essentially
1: yeah, but it makes no sense. Then what was the point of eating all the burgers? I
0: know, I know. That's why. That's why it's a CW moment. So oh, guys, man. Riverdale's back.
1: Riverdale's back. Please talk to us about it. Explain to us what
0: we're missing. <laughs> Are we missing something? I know it's been two weeks and we started watching the OC, but I don't feel like.
1: Why don't we understand anything <laughs> about the
0: Gargoyle King? <laughs> why don't we know what's going on? Because I thought it was Jughead's mom, and I think it still is Jughead's mom. But then then why is she
1: kidnapping her own daughter using some weird knife kid?
0: Yeah, like, what is... It's it has we we talked about this before. It's done the thing where it's like, oh, here's a dramatic moment. What's going on? But the problem is, what's going on is not always a good question to ask. That's not the question you want to ask. We end our episode by asking questions,
1: and we never ask what's going on. Yeah, on here, the here's the, let's, let, let,
0: "I'm gonna, let's pull aside the curtain for a little bit here. When we code the questions at the end of the episode, we always have to stop ourselves from doing what's going on. Even except for the one time I think we did what's going on. <laughs>
1: And guys, we're good, smart people who are good at storytelling. Why don't we know what's going on? <laughs> Why doesn't it make any sense? A twist is not a twist if we don't understand anything. J. J. Abrams, it's just
0: nonsense. J.J. Abrams needs to get his mystery box out of the public consciousness because way too many people are onto that mystery box.
1: And you just can't throw things at the wall and then at the end go, this is the thing I was creating all along.
0: Oh, oh, man. Well, hey, if you uh, if you like this episode, you should definitely talk to us or you should let us know you like it by uh, listening to it and giving uh, ratings, reviews, subscriptions on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify.
1: And engaging with us on the social meds. It's all Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. And if you have a lot of feels, because we have a lot of feels and it won't fit into 240 characters, <laughs> then uh, send us an email, podcastmoa at com.
0: And we will see you next week for more Riverdale.
1: Which is not going on any breaks until the season's done and we're so happy.
0: Straight through. Ooh.
1: What's going to happen to Jellybean?
0: Is Ronnie actually dead?
1: Where did Archie ask Veronica to help him out? Was it her house? Was it the student lounge? Could we just watch the episode to find out? We'll never know.
0: Eh, answers to all this and more next episode of MSJSIs and Abs.
1: A teen drama fan cast?